Hey everyone, welcome to the Matt Report. I'm your host, Matt. And this is the show where, this is not geek speak, okay? This is not your mother's WordPress podcast. This is interviewing real life entrepreneurs, people who are out there fighting um, the, the ups and downs of running a business, starting from scratch. Uh, we talk to real WordPress entrepreneurs, marketers, bloggers, designers, developers, anyone using WordPress who's making some money with it so that they can share their story with us, how they did it, what were the tips that they can provide us uh, so that we can do it uh, just the same uh, and run our own daily WordPress businesses? Uh, MattReport.com, MattReport.com slash subscribe to join the mailing list. Uh, so I'll let you know when these awesome interviews come out. Today, I am joined by Adam Pickering. Adam, good to see you. Good to see you too. So you're yeah. a designer and entrepreneur of WordPress. Uh, you do some stuff like Mint themes, soundstage theme, Appify, and you have a WP funded project. All sorts of good stuff to yeah. talk about. Um, but give the folks a two minute uh, drill of who you are, what you do uh, on the day to day. Okay. Well, um, day to day, my uh, my day to day job is uh, support, as most people probably <laughs> who are in the WordPress industry have to do. Is like a lot of my day is taken up by support. Um, uh, and then obviously I, I try to like do like a few hours of just pure design work if I can, that is. And, um, and so that's basically my day, but the, my, my, I have a few different projects that I kind of oversee, uh, just to just give you some information. I'm not a coder, so I don't, I don't, I don't code. I don't, um, like I know CSS and, and things like that to a certain degree, but I'm not a PHP guy. So um, I have to rely on my, my teammates, my, my coworkers, and my partners to help, help me with that sort of stuff, which is great because they can do what they're great at and I can do what supposedly I'm great at. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have a few different ventures that I, I do, which is main, the main one would be Mint Themes, which has been around since... Uh, 2010, we, we started, um, I can go back even further if you like, um, yeah, at this I mean, point. How, or, how was, how did you come up with Mint Themes? Where, where did that spawn from? Um, yeah. Who's on the team and, and so on. Okay. So how, I, how I, I kind of got into this WordPress stuff was, um, at the time I was a, a sound engineer and, um, uh, I toured with a girl band actually at the time <laughs> uh, and we came to Canada and that's actually where I live right now um, and the the uh, the websites that were out there at the time for bands for, for musicians I just didn't really like the look of them and um, after after sort of finishing that that job as a sound engineer and trying to do some web design type work I, I found that there was a need for WordPress themes for bands. So that's how Band Themer started. So I had that um, as my first WordPress type of uh, like entity, if you want to call it. And uh, we did pretty well. Um, it, it's basically just the landing page now for Mint Themes if you go to bandthemer.com. And um, uh, I, bas I actually worked with Ryan Emmel on that one uh, from WP Candy. He helped code. I designed it. He, he helped code it. Um, and that, that was quite a few years ago. And then 
after that, um, I always wanted to do niche type or a niche, as Americans say, um, WordPress stuff. I wasn't interested in doing the mass type, like portfolio themes or, or whatever. I, I found that I was more into doing something that was kind of a bit more niche in terms of, you know, what was out there. And then we kind of, uh, myself and Phil Johnston, who is now uh, my co-founder of Mint Themes, we started uh, a little site called churchthemer.com, which was um, WordPress themes for churches. So it was kind of the same thing as Bandthemer, but um, the reason why we did that instead of like creating like a Mint theme site was because we just needed the traffic. That was a, we were like, oh, let's, let's just buy a domain that says church in it and then WordPress or something so that we would we would get to number one in Google within a couple of days because there was no one else doing it sort of thing. So Did you see, Did you see? and this is a good uh, point for the folks who may be even thinking about jumping into the theme business, uh, you like to go after the niche or niche uh, themes. Your story is a little bit different than you weren't doing the typical WordPress um, consulting, freelancing, Mm-hmm. You found an, a need that you mm-hmm. that you had your own need. You satisfied your own need, and then you turned it into a niche that you yeah. that you resold. Um, yeah. How effective was it going for a niche right off the right out of the bat? Now, you, right out of the gate, you say that you ranked number one in Google within a few days. Um, is that still yeah. the case? Is that still yeah? I think we're number two still for band. If you type in WordPress themes for bands, for example, I think we're number two still. Um, it so it did pay off. Like I think um, for us doing something niche is just um, more exciting almost like because you're doing something that maybe someone else hasn't done yet or maybe they've done it but not that great or uh, like not saying that we did great stuff back in the day either but we, we just kind of wanted to fill that need for for what we wanted and then see if everyone else was interested and they were and then that kind of kick-started the next business from there which was churches um, so, because there was not a, a ton of church themes around at the time, so that's how kind of church theme was that idea. We kind of cloned it, if you want to call it, and then we went on to do the next thing. And we we found a lot of success in doing that model. It's a little bit different today, but um, yeah, that that's how we kind of started. Um, that's awesome. The yeah. uh, the church themes uh, you had the uh, soundstage theme now wasn't called <clears throat> excuse me it wasn't called the soundstage theme back then it was a different name um so the soundstage theme is actually part of mint themes okay because so we, we we kind of moved all of our catalog of themes over to yep. mint themes and um the 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 church theme and the band theme are just kind of like a landing page gotcha. for people for for people to come and visit and then see the themes and then go and buy over on our website so that that's how it kind of works now um, actually, Soundstage was our, I think, we, we, we did that last year in around October, we released that. So that hasn't been around that too long. Gotcha. Um, the, what, what was the tipping point where you said, and you went from uh, uh, the first theme and then into the church themes, what was that tipping point that you said, you know what, this is going to be a really scalable business. We're going to make some money with this. Let's, let's make that leap to the next theme and then eventually mint themes. Well, the, the whole idea of just creating mint themes wasn't out because we, we thought that 
you know, we were going to make a huge site and like there was going to be tons of traffic and blah, blah, blah. We actually just didn't want to keep creating niche sites and having to create blogs on top of each one and stuff like that. So that that was the main reason we were like, um, I had a company back in the day like called Mint Idea, which was like a web development company. I just did websites, really terrible HTML, like stuff like that. And that name Mint, I guess, kind of came along with that. And that's why we did Mint Themes. Uh, but the, the, the reason why we started uh, Mint Themes was because we just didn't want to keep creating these clone <laughs> websites of every niche that we'd go into. We wouldn't want to have like, you know, business themer or whatever else. We just wanted to create because um, at that time we were getting enough traffic coming in that um, we felt like that we, Mint Themes would be successful on its own instead right. of having to create a, a different brand each right. time. Right. And, so. and, it's, and what you're doing um, for the folks that are kind of just starting off in this and, and kind of dabbling with the idea is you're really focusing the brand. You're creating a new brand in a sense, <clears throat> a new brand that has everything under the same umbrella. But you're, what this is also affording you is the ability to market everything under this one roof, uh, because as we know now, it's a lot of it is about content marketing. A lot of mm -hmm. it, uh, you know, the old way of saying it is inbound marketing. As funny as that is, it's only been a couple years. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, uh, is there a, is there a particular strategy in marketing that you're going after with Mint Themes now that you're putting all this stuff under one roof that you can share with folks? Um, I think as you grow and 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 have those those niche sites. Um, and now that we've turned them in from from like a, an actual website to just more of a landing page, people know the brand Mint Themes now more than like the other things out there. Um, so Mint Themes as a name, as a brand has become more like, I'm not saying we're huge in any, any way, but like we, we have enough to sustain as a, you know, as a full-time business for both of us. Plus um, we, we hire a support guy. Um, so, yeah, like the yeah, I guess I guess that's um, how we've have how we've been able to grow is just basically uh, you know take that traffic that we were getting on those other websites and then funnel it into Mint Themes yep. and then uh, that name Mint Themes be synonymous mm -hmm. if you want to call it for uh, niche type projects uh, right. pro products. Uh, sorry, are you, are you doing so. any kind of online marketing? Um, like blogging, like content creation. Um, yeah, I, I do a fair bit of blogging on Mint Themes. Um, we create plugins. We have a ton of different plugins that are just about to be released um, in the next couple of weeks, actually, um, that do a bunch of different things that also help you know with, with traffic and stuff like that. Like We created an Isotope plugin um, for WordPress that integrates with easy digital downloads and WooCommerce. Mm -hmm. So that brings a lot of traffic into our site because it's free. Um, Could you explain that that plugin to folks that might not know about it? Um, so Isotopes, it's, uh, it's like a, a jQuery library um, uh, done by Metaphysi. I don't know if you have seen their site. It's just basically like a masonry um, plugin that basically shape, you know, different content can be change depending on your width of your browser and you can even, even filter different um, we actually use it on mintthemes.com that's how we, we, we a lot of our stuff that we create is a lot of because we just need it ourselves and then end up having to release it so um, 
if you go to the themes page on mintthemes.com, you can see that the every time you click, instead of refreshing the browser like some sites you're on, you just click on you know church themes or whatever. It will then just move those into the correct position. Very so cool. that's basically what Isotopes is. Yeah. Very cool. Um, um, but other content stuff we've done um, is, uh, is uh, you know blog writing. Um, Plugin development, uh, and then partnering with like other major blogs to to do cross promotion type stuff. So that's that's there, our main. Out of the web marketing, is there one thing that's re- that's really a, hitting a home run for you? Um, I, I would say plugins is is it, if if you release a free plugin and um and and you're looking to get traffic to your site, it's a really easy, quick way to. And especially if there's not something else out like out there like that, um, then you can like I think we you know for example we did that isotope plugin. We were number one or two in Google the next day. Um, I created like a, an icon pack, watercolor icon pack. Like the, if you can give free things away that like people can use, I'm using it in a design anyways, so I might as well give it away as well. Yeah. Um, then that definitely helps like yeah. traffic wise. I yeah. think I think WordPress uh, as a business. Is allows us the luxury to to create almost like giving away you know having a free app in in the app store for iOS or Android. We have the ability to give away free themes, yeah. free plugins, and that's a great way to draw traffic. As long as it's not just another free mm-hmm. thing that you know there's no regard for. Yeah. Um, so th- you do have to be careful, though. Like, um, not always. Not not every customer is going to be a customer who, or a person who's going to turn in from from a, a person who loves your plugin to a per- paid customer. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there there's obviously uh, when you're creating a plugin, if you can create it around a certain thing that uh, your products use, uh, perhaps they will become a customer of yours. Like. Um, we have some new things that we're coming out with that kind of go around what we're about to release. So the plugin is a complement to the to the the theme or whatever we're releasing. So you know they may look at that, but you know don't don't hold your breath if you <laughs> you know like uh, you know release a thing a free thing and then you're you're counting on people to buy your your you, product or whatever. Right. You, know? you bring up like, a, you bring up a very good point. Um, one of my my guests, and, and I won't name the name, um, but if you go back and listen to the interviews, you, you can certainly find him. Uh, he mentioned a number, a very low number, uh, of 1% is a conversion um, on a free plugin that he gives out versus the paid plugin. Um, mm-hmm. And we got into a good discussion about paying for a plugin and even paying for a theme now. You're not, you're not really buying. No, product. you're buying the support. Yeah, you're buying that's the support. What... Yeah. Um, and you say, you know, don't hold your breath if you think you're going to all of a sudden start making, you know, hundreds, thousands, if tens of thousands of dollars. The, 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 con- the conversion numbers are really low. Um, but if price right and you have many of them, you can get yourself mm-hmm. a nice business going. Um, mm-hmm. One of the questions I love to ask folks uh, like you who are creating plugins and themes is do you think we're not charging enough uh, for these for the support fee? Uh, oh, yeah. for these products I, I think it was a race to the bottom for a while um, you know see how far we can not charge <laughs> like you know like um, it 
it is uh, we probably are the on the higher end of what people charge. We we on our website mintthemes.com we charge seventy nine dollars, which is probably one of the highest I've seen, and we don't have any problems. Think Skype. we'll just pause for a second because I think Skype just right. paused for a second. Okay, so I think you're back. Uh, let me just um, shut off Dropbox because sure. I know that causes problems sometimes. Sorry about that. That's okay. Okay. Um, uh, so you were saying that um, you are on the higher end of, of theme pricing, seventy nine bucks from what, to what you've normally seen. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think the the fact that we've we've charged seventy nine dollars from the get go, I think has um, helped us grow and also um, just be able to be able to release great products at the same time. Because if if we're just you know going on price, then we you know it's it's basically like that would be a huge mistake if we if we didn't charge what we think it's worth and our time. If you if you're just wanting to charge the like you know I see some themes out there for two dollars or you know things like that but um, maybe maybe that's great because it's just a simple blog or something like that but what we're trying to do is is more add functionality to the plugin that we couple the theme with um, and then and then release something great right um, so so yeah yeah I I think um, I mean I think you you hit the nail on the head if you're if you're focused on building a great product and you're not racing to the bottom, um, then you shouldn't worry about the 79 and like you or or whatever number it is you come up with. You said that you don't have any problems. Do you randomly get an email to say, "Hey, you know, this is way too much," or you know, "Why aren't you, you know, twenty nine dollars?" Yeah. And if you do, um, how do you handle that? True. Like we, I have got a one or two over the years, like people saying, "Wow, your your theme prices are seventy nine dollars." That that's you know, give me a coupon or, <laughs> or whatever it is like, um, and and I usually just I just say to them, you know, like we're we're like real people, real like we'll respond to your issues if you have any, really quickly. Like we have the stats that that back that up too. Like um, we use Zendesk, so we know how quickly we're responding to people. That's that's what we're trying to go for: quick quick responses to issues. And, and good quality code. That's that's our differentiate. So, um, when when people come to us and say that, you know, maybe they're just not our, the right customer for this, and that, that's actually a great thing. But not because I don't want customers, and I, I I don't perhaps, but maybe they just don't see the value in my time and 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 what we've done. So yeah. Um, and I, I'm happy to refer to other people who are who are you know less expensive out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just it's just a personal opinion. I think our themes are and my time and, and my developer's time and Phil who works with I think we should charge that because um you know, why not? I think things I think prices should be even higher than they are. Right. Like uh Automatic just came out with a t- I think a hundred and fifty dollar theme or two hundred dollar theme. Right. <laughs> um like that's not surprising. If 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 businesses like big corporations are using these these templates, um and there's been a lot of work and you know quality development in in the product. Then I don't think it should be an issue for people to pay. Um, for example, we we just created a, a a crowdfunding theme, so it's a WordPress crowdfunding theme, 
that is coupled with easy digital downloads as a, an extension. And we've also created a plugin for it. Now we set, we're selling it on theme forest just to see how, you know, things go. And, um, we, you know, the prices over there, the maximum price is I think $60, which is better than like $45. Like, um, but what we've tried to do with that product project was um, a lot of the functionality is actually in an open source um, plugin as an extension. So we're, we're we're hoping that people will you know want to add features and be a community around the the crowdfunding platform that we've created, um, so that we can kind of offset some of the um, development. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but like. Um, you know, we're we're open sourcing the the plugin, so anyone can use it. And anyone can go ahead and use it in their own theme or or whatever. So, yeah, you know, there's great. every different thing. There's a different way of looking at how to crowdsource help. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna charge a bit less, then maybe think about what you can do to open source a certain part of your your project that you're you're working on. Right. So I I think that I think there's tons of things at play. And WordPress as a whole, as a community, as software, as an ecosystem, it, it's still it's still maturing. It's still growing. You know, it's still up and to the right as far as you know graphs are concerned. And we're starting to see uh, more adoption from, let's say, a small business owner who has no idea about anything on the web. They just you know did like a one one click install for WordPress, yep. and now they have to go find a theme that fits their need. So they don't understand all the labor that goes into creating a theme. So they, mm-hmm. see, they see free themes, and they say $29 themes, and then all of a sudden they see a $79 theme, and they're like, wow, why is this? You know, I don't understand why this is so expensive. Yeah. Um, so, we're, so we have all these new people coming in the door. As a community, as an ecosystem, we're still trying to figure out, okay, what, where's the balance here? Like you mm-hmm. said, we had a race to the bottom, but now things look like they're, they're going up a little bit. We're getting good quality stuff from folks like you and others, um, so it's starting to raise the bar again, which is great. Uh, yeah. um, do you think that? Uh, well, let, let's let's talk about the, the the marketplace. Did you ever think of uh, of going directly to a marketplace before doing mint themes? Were you on the marketplace already? Uh, what are your thoughts on jumping into a marketplace like a theme forest? Um, so this is something that, um, outside of mint themes, I've just decided to, to test something, uh, you know, a few different, a few different things, um, out there on, on marketplaces. So for example, we, we have a new brand called app themer, which creates application type themes for WordPress. For the first one would be the crowdfunding theme. Um, I think when you're doing something as as crazy as big as that <laughs> like it's pretty crazy like a crowdfunding like it's basically like a, it's like a kickstarter or indiegogo type of type of functionality that we've built um i think you want to try and get that get it out there as quickly as possible like as in see as seen as many eyeballs as possible instead of you know just a lonely website over in you know nowhere um it's it's uh, this is completely like in an ongoing thing. I'm not I'm not like uh, an expert at marketplaces. I've only just started putting my foot in there, sort of thing. So um, 
I'm I'm not totally versed in everything, but from what I from what I can tell, the, the customers actually really appreciate um, that the the price that we've been able to push it up to um, because they can see the quality that we've done, and then that that updates are done through the plugin. Um, I, I think that's one of the problems right now with Marketplace is that every time there's an update you have to push it through to the to the marketplace and then there's a there's a quite a long waiting period uh, I know Envato are actually trying to address that issue they have like an updater for for themes that are, is, is coming out soon that you'll be able to package this library or whatever with your theme and then it will update it automatically through your dashboard just like wordpress.com uh, sorry .org um, but we, we, a lot of the functionality that for the crowdfunding uh, pl uh, theme, we've we've packaged it into the plugin. So anytime there's a there's a bug or whatever, we just update it through WordPress.org. So that that's been so we can really push out things quickly. When when people are you know complaining, oh you know this thing doesn't work or whatever, we can just fix it instantly. We don't have to upload it to Word uh, into the ThemeForest site, and then they have to review it and and everything. People can instantly get so that that's something um, that I've liked in terms of. Uh, the way we've done this project, instead of the the standalone theme, um, where all the functionality is in the theme, and then you have to update the theme. So yeah. Um, when yeah, I so. when I interviewed uh, Pippin uh, a little while ago, he said that Theme Forest was one of the great the greatest things for him starting off because it, it did afford, it did allow him to have the eyeballs, allow the traction. Of course, there was. You know, you have to make you have to split the, split the cost and and whatever mm -hmm. the percentage is depending on you know what level you're at at, at the marketplace. But he mm -hmm. said it was very valuable to him to have that to have that access to customers. Yeah. So, curveball question: <laughs> Are you uh, worried now uh, that uh, you might not be able to speak at a WordCamp uh, because you're affiliated with uh, Theme Forest? Uh, and and, th and that whole deal going on uh, in the WordPress community. Um, I I think over the next couple of weeks you'll you'll hear or I don't know they've already announced that they're they're um, going to be giving the option to give authors like um, the the ability to sell their product under a hundred percent GPL like right now it's split right so um, I you know in the next few weeks that that won't be a problem. But um, it does concern me, like, uh, when I first did it, like, I didn't realize, but when you upload something to ThemeForest, you actually have to include their licensing within the, the, the theme. Because we, we usually just include the, the regular GPL um, GNU-type license it within our, uh, like, README file or whatever. So then I uploaded it, and then it was like, oh, they're like, sorry, I can't accept this. Uh, please, uh, please up, upload the the correct licensing. So, uh, I think that 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 obviously is going to be uh, resolved. I think there's it's been talked about a lot now. So, I think I think we're coming to the end of where all marketplaces have the option to like uh, like Mojo themes. They've just gone one hundred percent GPL on their marketplace. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Creative Market they've they've been there for a while. Mm -hmm. um, Theme Forest, you know, they're obviously a bigger monster if you want to call it mm -hmm. so there's a lot more you know things that have to probably you know um have to be sorted out before they can just mm -hmm. flip the switch sort of thing so um 
yeah, it does concern me, but I think I think things are gonna work this themselves out. <laughs> good, good. The yeah. uh, community in general. Let's talk about uh, the WordPress community. Uh, how do you stay involved with the community um, aside from putting out awesome stuff like this? WordCamps, uh, do you speak at WordCamps already? Uh, what do you do for the community? Um, so I, I do a bunch of different little things and, and maybe bigger type stuff. Um, I, I've, I've been to a, quite a few different WordCamps and, and, and been on a panel or, or whatever thing like that so you know every year I, I try and attend um, this uh, uh, the main the main central um, work camp which is SF like San Francisco um, I don't really chat or like do a, a talk or anything like that but um, I just I use that time just to hang out with people in the in the lobby or get to know people get to people my peers in in the business or whatever actually try I actually don't really attend any of the <laughs> like uh, the talks I just ha hang out in the cafe like uh, the whole weekend I just hang out with like the guys from Organic Beams, uh, Jason from Press 75 like a bunch of us was just were hanging out so mm -hmm. that's the sort of thing when I'm, I'm there um, I've been to Grand Rapids and a few other different work camps nice. but in day-to-day -day things I actually try and like this might sound strange but like I hang out in uh, the reddit community over there on um, the the sub board which is WordPress so a lot of people just need beginner help for for things so I, I try and um, get on there and, and just help people out on on the on the Reddit boards there yeah. and um, uh, yeah the, the, I don't really don't, there's actually in Toronto there's not like where I'm from there's not a ton of events ha actually happening mm -hmm. like I know there's a uh, a meetup every so often for uh, word like a work Word uh, WordPress meetup, but um, I think it's more like very beginnery sort yeah. of stuff. So it's funny you say two things, and I and as we're recording this, I have just released an interview with a marketing guy, John Morgan, um, who we actually did a theme for, and he talks about uh, as far as the business and marketing side of, of being an entrepreneur and running a business is not going to. Word camps, right? Because your 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 customers aren't there. Yeah, your yeah. customers are there uh, potentially because you're buying themes. Uh, but it's funny to hear that his exact angle was, well, you're only going to go to a word camp and hang out with your buddies, right? You're not, <laughs> you're not there to, to 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 pitch customers. And and exactly as you just said, you don't even go to the you don't even go to the talks. You you hang out with folks, which is great. I mean, it's fine. And mm -hmm. Plus, you already and you have a product that people at word camps can that are also interested in. Mm -hmm. But the other point you brought up was hanging out in uh, the subreddit, WordPress, uh, on reddit.com, but you're helping people. Are you, mm -hmm. Have you ever filtered clients that way to say, hey, look, I'm the guy who makes these themes. I just helped you out, and now you're buying a theme for me. Um, like, do you mean if, if like a, a Mint Themes customer went over to Reddit and then, uh, and no, then asked for a question? May, <laughs> maybe somebody said, uh, you know, how do I... I'm, I'm launching a small business website. What, where, where's the best place to start? And you right. gave them some help, but they also saw your profile and said, oh, th this guy is the, you know, one of the designers for, for Mint Themes. Let me just go mm -hmm. buy one of his themes because it works great. Um, I, I, that has happened, actually. Yeah, like a, a few people have actually, because we actually do a few extensions, like aside from um, Mint Themes, we've actually developed quite a few extensions for easy digital downloads for, um, 
with like payment gateways and Zendesk integration and things like that for Pippin's plugin. So people were like, oh, you know, I, I need a system that, you know, um, kind of like, you know, I can sell ebooks or whatever. Uh, and then I, I found out that they've actually, I, I guess, gone into my profile and, and found me over on on the, his site at, at Pippin's plugin, plugins, like Easy Digital Downloads website. So yeah, that's happened in the past. But a lot of the the questions are very like, how do I add a featured image and things like that? They're very beginnery type things, which you know doesn't take very long to to answer. Mm-hmm. I find the the WordPress.org um, for a lot uh, is very busy. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I try I try to. There's other places that people are looking for support. So you know. Definitely. Reddit is a cool community too, so I like the people on there. So. Awesome. awesome. Uh, one last question to kind of wrap up this uh, more formal interview uh, segment. Uh, if you could go back in time one year, five years, ten years, what would you do differently uh, for your WordPress business? Is there any ingredient or process you think you might change knowing what oh, you yeah. know now? Yeah, the, 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 I actually wrote a whole blog post on like learning from our mistakes and and. And what we did completely wrong. Um, you can actually take take a look over on the Mint Themes blog. But I'll just I'll just go into a few little things that we've we've as we've gone and only over the last couple maybe a couple of years we've really like started to learn this information. And um, it, it took a long time coming, but we're actually starting to get go in the right direction now. Um, we're definitely not perfect. We, we we're Every day we're learning from from other people, even our users. We we learn so much from them. But how we developed themes back in the day, around um, you know 2010, we would package everything with the theme. So like every little bit of functionality, like the say for example the the church theme, we would have like the podcasting would be included in the theme. We'd have the uh, every custom post type under the sun in the theme, like. Everything was just a beast to update. Um, so, as we've as we've grown and learned that you know, having to update all these themes, you know, every theme you you add is actually you're creating ten times more work for yourself. Um, so, having a lean plugin, sorry, having a lean theme, and then everything in the functionality, either you can find functionality through other people's plugins or you create them yourself. Then that is the best way to go. Like in our opinion, like other, everyone has their own way that they want to develop themes. But for us, in terms of being able to distribute updates, uh, fix issues quickly, uh, and and turn around time on on even theme development is ten times quicker now. But ten, b- b- before uh, this realization that we should put everything in. Uh, sorry. That everything should be all the functionality should be in the plugin. So, um, we yeah that that's that's basically the main learning thing that we've done is that you know every time you think of a new feature, you say to yourself, "Should this be in a plugin? Should this be in a plugin?" You just keep right. saying that to right, yourself, right? Because otherwise, you'll just keep going back to, "Oh, I should put this in a theme option," or you know, like things like that, and then. You're you're just creating so much work for yourself. When yeah. you see, say you have a catalog of, we've only got like twelve themes on Mint themes. Imagine if we had, I don't know, like a hundred or something. It would be insane to have to, you know, we'd have to just hire one guy to update the themes instead right. of creating plugins 
that have all the functionality. And then the theme is just basically a style sheet, uh, uh, some JS, and maybe a template file. That's basically all the theme is. And that's all it should be, really. Themes should just look the appearance. The appearance exactly. is the theme. The plugins are what drives the, the, the actual theme. Right. And, and, and the more people get into that ma- mindset, it's coming down. Like People are really starting to, okay, this is how I sh- should be doing it. Then people will be more successful and, and support levels will, will go down. And we've seen that already. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's been that's one cool. of our main mistakes is the whole baking everything into the theme is totally the wrong way to go. Yeah. So that's an yeah. awesome, uh, that's an awesome story and, and a great lesson for the people that are listening. You know, it, it, a theme is a theme. It, it, it's, I'd say nine times out of 10 people are buying this because of the way it looks. I mean, this is the way yeah. it looks. I mean, they're, they're, I'm sure they're you know worried about how they're going to put it together once they get it, but like you said, you know, let's focus on just making it a theme that looks the way it's supposed to look, and then we'll worry about the function side afterwards. Um, that's great. That is very good. Uh, so look, if, if if people haven't learned learned anything from this episode, I don't know. They weren't listening. Uh, <laughs> there's been tons of great stuff uh, from starting out uh, from your first very first themes to moving over to mint themes. Some of the marketing stuff. It's all very good information. So, folks, if you want to go to mattreport.com slash subscribe, stay in the loop, and I'll send you an email uh, when all these interviews come out. Let's jump into the last two segments. Uh, first, what's in your toolbox? What piece of software besides WordPress do you use on a day-to-day basis uh, to get the job done? Evernote, Gmail, Photoshop, what do you use? Um, so even though I'm not a programmer, I, uh, have to use sublime, that's, I use sublime text for, for CSS stuff, uh, looking at PHP stuff. I know enough to be dangerous, <laughs> but, uh, so that's my text editor. That's what I use. Yep. Uh, I use transmit for FTP. I love that program. It's just, it looks beautiful and it works well. Um, obviously illustrator and Photoshop is where my data to every pretty, pretty much that's what's always open. Mm-hmm. I've I've only just bought uh, a brand new um, uh, Retina Mac, so everything is kind of new to me. So like designing in Photoshop is kind of crazy. So I have to use an external monitor, but that's a different story. Yeah. Um, uh, versions for uploading plugins to the WordPress.org repository because I don't have a clue what SVN is or how to do commands. Yep. <laughs> so yep. just dragging and dropping things into using the versions app to the wordpress.org repository is, is probably the best way to go. Um, and and then for for time tracking and, and, and project management stuff, we just we don't use an app, we just use Trello. So that's all, that's where I'm in a lot of the time is, is in Trello, which is a really great way to project manage your your various projects that that you're working on. Because I have many different brands and different things I have to keep, and that way it keeps out of email because I don't like email. <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Yeah. No, I agree. Well, that's an awesome list. Um, thanks for sharing that. The lightning round. Well, I will ask you a series of quick questions. You have a series of quick answers. The one plugin you cannot live without. Um, the one plugin that I can't live without, um, I know this might sound crazy, but because a lot of people out there seem to not really like it, but I like Jetpack a lot, like in terms of what it can do for, for customers, for, for CSS edits, being able to change the CSS in your design without having to create a child theme or whatever, right? 
So that way you're upgrade upgrading your theme, but you're still keeping the. I'm I'm sure there's other CSS editor type plugins out there that don't use a ton of stuff that Jetpack does. But I I, I I do like Jetpack. And then for for um, did you just want one or like? Well, it's this is supposed to be one, but if you've got a second favorite, you can go and throw it out there. <laughs> well, I have like a list of five that I love when I'm because we do a lot of beta testing. So I'll just really quickly. Sure. The the first one is Monster Widget, which is basically it puts every single widget that you can think of in the sidebar so I can make sure that all of the styling is there for the for the uh, for the theme uh, VIP scanner so if you're going to submit your WordPress theme up to wordpress.org sorry dot com they wanted you to run it through the VIP scanner so which is kind of like theme check uh, uh, like uh, jetpack I've already said that um, and then probably WordPress beta tester to test out all the latest um, versions of WordPress. So that's awesome. That's, that's not five, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but still it's a great pack. Good job. Um, a favorite WordPress or business book? A business book. Um, I, 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 this, it's kind of old school right now. Like the book is like in terms of design, like I, I don't really read a ton of WordPress stuff to be honest, like books. Uh, I'm more into the design sort of stuff. So this, it's kind of an old book, but it's called, uh, uh, don't make them think. Uh, I can't remember who wrote yep, it. I do, have but that I, you know, that's one of my mantras. Like, don't make you know. Even with like when I'm testing out a plugin or how it works, I'm you know trying to make it as easy as possible in the back end. Yep. And and then also for the theme as well. So the design. That's one of my business type books that I, I yeah. or design books that I like. Yeah. When I interviewed. Uh, uh, it's not posted yet, uh, at, at least at this time, but uh, Rafal from uh, Studio Press, the designer be behind a lot of the Studio Press themes, uh, I think he actually had the same answer. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. A, a quote you live or run your business by? A uh, quote or um, I should have been a bit more about <laughs> That's okay. Um, it's all, that's all the, the action of the lightning round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, just I guess I guess the main the main sort of thing I have in my mind all the time when I'm I'm doing things is that you know cre create it like create a product like that I would want so something that I'm gonna find useful um, maybe other people will find useful so that's kind of my business mantra like when I'm doing a thing like a lot of people have the the struggle of knowing what to do or which direction they should go in. Just create something that you would love to use. Like, you know, like maybe it doesn't work out, but like um, for me, it has worked out that way. So like create, creating something that I personally would want to use versus looking out there and seeing what else is really popular and whatever else and then trying to emulate someone else. Right. So just creating something that, um, that I would find useful. Awesome. Uh, sometimes this next question is a similar answer, but the best business uh advice you've ever received um well i would guess probably would be to get yourself a mentor someone who you can go and chat to learn from their mistakes i guess that's kind of the the thing that i've learned is is being able to find someone <clears throat> who maybe not in the same realm of of what you do but someone you can just look up to and know that you know they've they've been through tap challenging times and they can give you advice so like having having someone like that is is very key yeah
I totally, yeah. totally agree. Uh, what's the longest a client project has ever taken? Client project? I haven't done client work in quite a long time. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, What's the longest a theme has ever taken to develop or design? Um, I would say that crowdfunding plugin and theme take, took a, quite a long time to, to do. It was probably two and a half months, okay. which probably doesn't sound that long, but like I don't know if it is, but... Um, but when you're hammering away at it, it's, it's when when your when your day is only that thing, yep. then it starts to get a bit tiring. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If you had to switch to another CMS, what would it be? Um, it would probably be like a like a very simple CMS, like uh, like Jason created one called Droplets. That is like a more of a blogging thing, and I know he has uh, leaflets. That's just about something something along those lines where simplicity is is the key. Awesome. You know, if I had to, yeah. Uh, who should I interview next? Who should you interview next? Um, I don't know. Have you have you interviewed anyone from like security or like the security guys? Like, you know, maybe maybe I would. You know, they're really knowledgeable guys, yep. and and. It's not just WordPress stuff, so yeah, I, I would say maybe someone, someone like that. Definitely. Um, and lastly, what's the one question that I didn't ask you that I should have? Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> if, if I asked them all, then I did a good yeah, job. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess you're a really good interview. <laughs> awesome. I can't think of anything. Awesome. Well, well, Adam, you know, this has been this has been an awesome show. Like I said, this isn't your typical, you know, WordPress geek talk. We're here to talk about WordPress business, um, some of the, the uh, uh, passions that uh, these entrepreneurs have uh, running WordPress businesses and then giving folks uh, some feedback and some ideas on how they can run their own WordPress business. So thanks for joining the show. Uh, plug away. Where can people find you on the web uh, and online? <clears throat> well, they can find me at... Um, Twitter, which is Adam Pickering underscore. I couldn't get Adam Pickering. The guy wouldn't give it to me. Um, and AdamPickering.com, MintThemes.com, and AppThemer.com. Check out those sites. Awesome. Thanks again, Adam. Everyone, find Adam on Twitter and online. Go say thanks. Check out his stuff. He's doing great work. Thanks, Adam. Great. Thanks.